to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp i'm peaches and i'm zach who goes third sadly czar is not going to be joining us today he's dealing with some of his own baloney right now so we are only going to be doing one episode this week uh just getting some of the news out there but that's perfectly okay because we're doing some hot baked takes Half baked, hot baked takes, whatever. We'll take it. God damn it. Half baked. Today on the Game Tea Podcast, we are making hot baked potatoes. Yeah, half baked, <laughs> twice baked potatoes. So that way it equals to one full baked potato. <laughs> that reminds me of the South Park episode that's like half man, half bear, half pig. And Kyle's like, no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so we're doing some half-baked takes today. We are going to be firing off some different news because we've been gone for about a week now, and that means that some crazy shit has gone on. So, we're not going to give a preview of this either. If we're doing half-baked takes, we have to do it authentically, which means we're going to get right into each article and make it as surprising and fun as we possibly can. So, who wants to take the first article having to do with Far Cry 6? Okay, I do. Yes, talk about this first article because this is really interesting. JP, I like you. You sell stuff. All right, article one is titled Ubisoft emails you if you don't play Far Cry 6 enough. <laughs> um, so here's a you know, time, uh, a screenshot of the um, thing. And since you guys apparently can't see through my eyes, I have to read it to you. I wanted to thank you for giving me free reign in Yara. Take it easy and know that Yara is incapable. Hence, El Presidente. Surely you can do better than this. Three hours time played. Personally, I find this fucking hilarious and great advertisement. Only because you can very easily unsubscribe or report this as spam. I think this is clever advertising. JP, Peaches, thoughts? So are you telling me that Far Cry 6 is trying to set the precedent that if you don't play the game enough, it will shame email you? Is that what I am hearing? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, so here's the thing. I think Zach's right that this is just harmless, right? Because, like, he's right. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be funny. If this annoys you, you can just unsubscribe or say, hey, stop doing this if it really bothers you. But how long is it going to take before Activision sees this? (laughs) That's a great idea. Oh, yeah, that's the thing is like, you know, sure, this seems like a fun idea for like, you know, just Far Cry to do. But like, what if Call of Duty, like in every other game, starts emailing you? You've only played this game for this long. So why why are you back on here? 
on the other hand, I think we are being kind of pessimistic in this dystopian gamer universe that we live in. I think this really is just a harmless gimmick for Far Cry 6 because it's even signed El Presidente by that one guy that played Gus in Breaking Bad. And now if that guy personally showed up to everyone's doorstep who only played three hours of Far Cry 6, yeah, I'd be putting a lot more hours into this game. Yeah, that would actually be pretty, that'd be extra fire marketing. Yeah. I don't think they have enough money for that. All right. All right. All right. So you guys ready for the next thing? Next hot half-baked take? Uh, Yeah. If we've got nothing else to talk about for this one. Yeah, I, mean, no, I mean, they're half-baked takes. Just put, you got to go bang, bang, bang. Ooh, speaking of bang, bang, will you tell me about this in your quietest, most darkest voice, JP? I think I can. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> Clarice, I'm having an old friend for dinner. God damn it, Zach. <laughs> that was funny. Okay. This next article is coming to us from IGN.com by Mr. Matt Perslow. A Quiet Place video game announced. So just to get into the article really quickly, the game is being created by Saber Interactive and is said to be an untold story of survival in the A Quiet Place universe, suggesting this will not follow the events of the acclaimed horror movies from John Krasinski. All right. So... Let's talk a little bit just about the review of this. Now, here's what I find really interesting about the concept for this game. We already have like different kinds of like horror genre style games where actual mic input, like literal sounds that you make with your body affect what happens in the game. And I think the utilization of some kind of like mechanic like that would be absolutely genius, right? Furthermore, I think it's actually really clever that they're not going with the exact story of A Quiet Place, but putting it in the universe. Because if they did that, then they'd have to retell the story that we've seen already. But like doing this is exactly like doing Telltale's A Walking Dead, right? Where we get to be a part of this universe that they've created that we already know and love. But now we get to see stories of different people. I think this is going to be a banger. What do you guys think? Peaches, tell me what you think, damn it. Oh, I, I, I thought, you know, you like going second so much that you interrupt me. God damn it. Just tell me. I have to wait uh, to go third. That's literally. F- fuck you, man. You just tell me your opinion now, damn it. Or else. <laughs> I think the idea of this game has a lot of potential because like JP was sort of alluding to, like with the utilization of sound, I, and I don't just mean from like mic inputs. I mean, from like just sound inputs from anywhere in the game, like breaking glass or something. Um, or you know, a car right. alarm going off like in the game. I think there's a lot of potential to make a really good horror game from this. I looked up the Logica Studios, the guys that are making this game, and they don't have a lot of stuff under their belt. Like I think the first thing that popped up was like PGA 2 or 2022. So, I mean... <laughs> I'm not saying that means they can't make it. I just... It means that they're a relative unknown going into this, so it'll be interesting to see what they can do going forward. But the idea of this has a lot of potential. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm thinking like, you know, I, I love your idea with the mic stuff, JP. That sounds very Nintendo-esque um, with like just getting really creative with like the mics and shit like that. But I also think like mm. there's gonna be a lot of people who don't want that feature. So maybe like just not putting so much into an optional feature and maybe like just putting it into like, hey, like, you know, you're not going to want to step on the leaves because you're going to fucking die. Stuff like that could be really cool. 
um, really make, I don't know if it could be like open world, probably not open world, or at least maybe just I like think you, I think stage you can do it by open stage. World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I think that would really add a lot of thought to something that you normally just do. You go from point A to point B, but now you're going to do it in the safest way possible or else you're going to go back to point A real quick. I could say, though, that like the idea of open world for a game like this is fucking terrifying and i'm all about that because like if you take the components that we've talked about so far but then add like open world elements then you'd get a product that's more akin to like dying light and i loved that game you know say what you will about dying light there's plenty of criticisms to be had about that game but one thing's for sure it's scary it is a damn scary game it it certainly sets an atmosphere and mm-hmm. that's why you play the game precisely. So, yes, I'm very excited about this. I want John Krasinski to make at least one appearance, maybe like a gym face somewhere in the game. <laughs> right. Like one of the monsters shows up and just real quick, you get a gym face to the camera. <laughs> and then he gets demolished. That would be hysterical. It's not happening, but come on, I can dream. That, that would be great. I, I would be all for that. You all know what I mean when I say gym face, right? Yes, of course. The gym, yeah, the 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 classic gym face from the office. Yeah, where the camera just zooms in on his face and he gives you like a weird little smirky look. Oh, Jim, 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 Jim. All right, what's the next hot take? Hey, wait, hold on. Before we move on, this is how I like my IGN as news. You know what I don't like IGN when you fucking review shit because your reviews are shit. All right. I don't know if anyone saw. You probably didn't. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei 5 got reviewed by these guys and they compared it to Persona 5 about 15 times, which I thought was hilarious. They talked about how um, it stole a lot from Persona and that Persona, it lacked the character's development from the Persona series, which if you don't realize the, uh, the Shin Megami Tensei series actually is the original series and Persona was literally made to dive deeper into the characters. Well, the Shin Megami's uh, series was more on deep philosophical elements. Um, so literally don't know if this guy's trolling so hard, but you got one of the most disliked reviews of all time on YouTube right now. So, you know, IGN, go for their news, not their reviews. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. And plus, wasn't IGN the one that did that whole, like, swag of a black teenager thing while reviewing Miles Morales? I fucking hope not. But that's that sounds pretty IGN-y. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think that was totally them that did that. Like, IGN's not good at reviewing shit. They're just not. And, it, and it's definitely not, like, the reviewer's fault. They have to review giant RPGs in under, like, a week and a half. Or even quicker than that. And so, yeah, it's it's more like their, their crunch cycle that they have to go through. But still. All right. Next hot take. What do we got? Tell me what to buy. All right. We've got um, Steam sales, uh, Steam sale dates from uh, 2021 is confirmed by Valve. Now, unfortunately for you guys, we have already missed one of the Steam sales. Uh, That was from October 28th to November 1st. I don't know what this Wii business is. I picked up some stuff. Oh, well. I did not. I picked up Blair Witch, man. I was busy. Go go play Blair Witch, JB. Go play that game. (laughs) You know what? You know what? Maybe I will. (laughs) (laughs) What's this voice? What is this voice we're doing? Um, that's what you sound like. We're uh, me and Zach are doing a perfect JP impression. Uh, I don't sound like that. <laughs> oh, honey. 
Oh, 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 honey. It's just like all, all the listeners of Game T and U3 are just like keeping this secret from me where I sound like a fucking muppet. <laughs> <laughs> Why hasn't anyone told me? <laughs> um, all right. I'm sorry, Pete. Just keep getting in the article. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, you know, as, as you all know, Today is in seven day when we're recording this, and there is no in seven day sale, which I thought was kind of weird, but oh well. So the next sale date is the autumn sale, which is going to be from November 24th to the 30th, and the winter sale from December 22nd to January 5th. So I don't know. They they uh, they confirmed this, which is nice, so that you can kind of plan ahead and be like, all right, so I'm going to be poor in between these dates. That's good to know. <laughs> You're not wrong. Let me ask you boys this. Um, is there any Steam game that's been in your little like wish list for a while now that you're thinking of pulling the trigger on this holiday season? Uh, yes, I, th- I believe it's called Satisfactory. And uh, there's also the Pathfinder Ooh. game. Okay, those are a couple interesting picks. What about you, Zach? I own too many games. <laughs> Correct. That's not going to stop us. Though. I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know, JP. I just, I literally sit here and I, I, I just keep buying. I'm going to, I need more. Just, <laughs> just scratching your neck. Just, <laughs> okay. Anyway, JP, what about you? I'm very glad you asked, Zach. I think I am finally going to pull the trigger on Subnautica after all this Hell time. I've been yeah. really, I've been really, really always wanting to play it. Just could not ever find the decent time or the decent sale, but I think it's about time. There's so much content in that game now. I think it's time. I'm ready to get spooked. Yeah, I see. Uh, I I would play that game, but it's underwater and there's a lot of potential for underwater sharks. So it's a no for me, dog. I remember when I was in Jamaica, when you guys did Game T No JP, I didn't realize I was afraid of the ocean until like some Jamaican guy took us out on a boat about a mile off the coast and was like, all right, man, everybody get in the water. So I did. I jumped in the ocean and I'm like, I like water. And then I just got in the water and I was like, I am not OK. <laughs> this, this is what's happening right now is not OK. <laughs> I, there are literal miles below me right now, and I have no idea what's in any of it. This is not OK. I have developed a fear of the ocean. I believe that's a uh, thalassophobia. Nerd. <laughs> All right, now that we're done with the fucking nerd shit, I hope that Steam puts Halo Infinite on sale for me, but they won't. So it's going to be free for multiplayer, and it's on Game Pass. So who am I kidding? You know that Game Pass that I purchased and don't use. Okay. Anyway, speaking of Game Pass, that's what we like to call fucking segue, my boys. Xbox hardware Woo! sales rise by one hundred sixty-six percent as Game Pass continues to grow. Um, So, yeah, this comes to us from GameSpot.com and Microsoft has released its latest earnings reports. And among the takeaways are some new numbers. Uh, Gaming revenue grew by 16%. Hardware sales are finally booming for Xbox. There were some talks about Game Pass not being growing as much as they want to liked, but also Microsoft's a billion dollar company. So trust me, guys, they're fine. Um, right. Um, I think, and also, I wanted to add on the exaggerated swagger of a black teen that was GameSpot, not IGN. But IGN still sucks. Oh. GameSpot also sucks. That was GameSpot. Did Zach just take my job as the fact checker? <laughs>
the exaggerated swag of peaches. That's a great title for this episode. Yes, I think Xbox is finally getting into a good place. I think they have their niche in the Game Pass series. I think they've got a good entry console, a good power console. I think they're starting to get the exclusives coming together. I don't know if you guys saw the Forza Horizon 5, my Peach's favorite game. Oh, I was going to say, you mean Peach's favorite game? Peach's favorite game. It's got like 9 or 10 out of 10 reviews. Um, So yeah, Xbox is kind of getting a groove going. Psychonauts 2, Forza, and then Halo Infinite, which let's be real, will probably be a bug fest its first month but it'll still be fun halo <laughs> nonetheless um correct i think xbox is kind of getting a little groove while playstation's stuck in a little lull could be a good time to strike not that playstation's doing bad everyone knows gaming's doing fine i'm just saying xbox has finally crawled out of that really fucking deep hole that they built in 2013 i mean here's the thing i have been talking so much shit on microsoft xbox Regarding like hardware sales, right? But all this time, I knew damn well that like Microsoft and Xbox, where they really shine, is the acquisition of like these companies and software and everything with Game Pass. That's where Xbox killed it. But this statistic that's saying, no, our hardware sales are still doing pretty damn good too. I mean, I'm kind of putting my foot in my own mouth right now because like it looks like I was wrong. It looks like these guys, again, probably aren't doing as well as PlayStation when it comes to just sheer like console output and console sales. But still, those are some impressive numbers. And so with that, I mean, like, I don't really have much more to add unless Chez, you got anything where you're going next hot take. Um, yeah, hot take. It's just you took my job as the fact checker a, a little bit. Ago. And I'm still not over. Well, where were you, Peaches? We went through two whole articles before Zach brought up that it was GameSpot who did the exaggeration, exaggerated swag of a black teenager comment. <sighs> where were you? I didn't know we needed a fact check on it. You sounded so sure. See, that's the thing with JP. He's always sure. 60% of the time, I'm right all the time. Hell yeah, brother. Hell, hell yeah, brother. <laughs> all right. Um, so I'll go ahead and take this next article and then I'll let Chez add on because I know he will. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 roadmap pushes updates, improvements, and free DLC into 2022, which is a fancy way of saying we're not hitting our 2021 goals. So, I mean, nice. (laughs) (laughs) Cyberpunk 2077 sitting on my shelf. I got it for 10 bucks on clearance, and I am waiting for all all these DLCs to drop, and then I'll just finally get this game the fair shake it deserves. I mean... By this time in the game with Cyberpunk, you know, the updates and the improvements to the game, I mean, it's definitely at least at the phase where it's probably not perfect, but it's definitely a lot more playable. So, you know, it's really it's really clear that thanks to the it's really hard with Cyberpunk because it's just such a weird situation because obviously it wasn't a total flop when it launched like it sold damn well, but obviously it was so like buggy and just shoddily made that people still had these issues, right? And because of that, they're releasing all this free DLC. So I actually think that, like, if you wanted to get into Cyberpunk, now would not be a bad time to do it, right? So that you can play and then kind of get your fill and then, like, miss it a little bit and then get the DLC. 
And now it's time for Pete's unfiltered opinion and why I am wrong. All right, so here's why JP is wrong. One, uh, there is no free DLC coming to uh, Cyberpunk that's like adds anything to the story or content or anything like that. It, it like the free DLC that's coming is purely cosmetic DLC. Um, oh, okay. But also why JP is wrong. It's not even just that it's more playable. It is like it's in the state that it should have been on release now. The game runs well on console now. Like I've t- I've seen a lot of people. I've followed it quite a bit, like uh, through its cycle of updates. And the game, like it plays how it was supposed to play day one on console now. Um, so it's it's a much smoother running game and all that. But you know, it's it shouldn't have been released when it was in the first place. But you know, we we've talked about that too. Nauseam. We've talked about that a lot. <laughs> yeah, and so for the actual meat of this article where they're talking about how they're moving the updates and improvements of DLC into 2022, I don't think I'm surprised by that because there was so much to fix with the game, right? They they couldn't yes. they couldn't possibly be working on um, you know, new content for this game while the content that was out was just broken for some people you know mm-hmm. so <laughs> cyberpunk gets a gap year where they were just fixing the game and making it what it should have been to an extent but really i i don't expect to see much from cyberpunk up until at least like november of next year is when i would plan to see like a, a dlc launch um mm-hmm. and you know cyberpunk was still it's supposed to have multiplayer at some point still like that's that is still a uh, hope for the game, and yeah, that's that's looking far into the future for me. I mean, it wouldn't be totally unheard of for them to, you know, even, let's say, another year or two from now, then kind of work on their multiplayer, because other games have done that in the past. It seems like, you know, I'm I'm extremely glad that the game is now in a playable state for consoles. You know, obviously it's not going to fix the reputation damages that have been done by this game shoddy release, but I'm glad that, you know, they really buckled down and were like, no, you know, even though this didn't work out the way we wanted it to, we've got a plan on what we wanted this game to be, and we're going to still accomplish that, not to mention we owe it to gamers to get this done. So, I don't know. Besides the free DLC, is there anything else on the roadmap, Peaches, that you're particularly interested in as our residential cyberpunk fan? Yeah, Peaches, do it before I fact check you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the thing is, the the roadmap doesn't like explicitly say like this this DLC with this content is dropping on this day. It's like it, it's just saying, you know, they have plans for uh like I having... want more variety in penis sizes. <laughs> and why would it not let me choose if I was circumcised or not? This is baloney. <laughs> this game is not what it said it was going to be. <laughs> Obviously, I'm being weird, but some people are legitimately like that. Some people was were legitimately like that upon this game's release. I just want to make that apparent. Yeah, I mean, there there definitely were people that were upset about the lack of penis size variation, and I think we talked about that in my very first episode with you guys on the Cyberpunk Review. It's so funny. <laughs> Everything about this game, at the end of the day, is just funny. But yeah, like, uh, I'm looking at the roadmap right now, and 
all they have planned for the early 2022 stuff is the free next-gen console updates for this. So, like, if you bought it on Xbox One or PS4, in 2022, you can expect the uh, PS5 Xbox Series upgrade for free. Now, here's what's crazy. The PS5 and the... uh, I don't know about the Xbox Series, to be fair, but I know that the PS5's GPU is about on par with a 2070 Super in NVIDIA terms, which is actually the graphics card that I have in my PC. And Zach, I think it might be the one in yours, too. So I don't know, like the next gen update, Cyberpunk is probably going to look pretty damn good on the new consoles, to be honest. It just it was ahead of its time, man. There was no way the PS4 and the Xbox One was going to be able to handle that. Just what a shit show. There was a way it could handle it. They just had to take more time and the the executives and they did not the do executives that. at CD Project Red didn't want to do that. Could you imagine if they just waited one more year? It would have been so good. Right now we would be talking about how excited we are for Cyberpunk to come out. Yeah, just imagine all the death threats they would have gotten. It's fucking great. They got them either way though. It's fine. Yeah. You know? Isn't that sad? It's, it's the sad it's state of the world we live in. Sometimes I wonder if we're really going forward as humanity intended. Hmm. I feel like he's quoting something that I don't know what he's quoting. You would know <laughs> if you fucking listen to me after you fucking pieces of shit. I, I was I, listening and I couldn't place the quote. You did. What is it? Is it Detroit become human? <laughs> no, I would never play that disgusting soulless piece of shit. Is that Xenoblade Chronicles? It's Xenoblade Chronicles too. Thank you. Thank you. I guess you do listen. Oh, the irony. Fortnite is shutting down in China. Okay. (laughs) No? No? Okay. (laughs) We'll do more. All right. Fortnite is shutting down in China. This is coming to us from CNN. Uh, The game has stopped accepting registrations for new players and was no longer available for download as of Monday, according to a statement on its website. Um, A myriad of reasons from the fact that you can only game so much. Uh... Gambling, I guess, as far as loot boxes, they don't. Do they have loot boxes? They don't have loot boxes, do they? Battle passes. They, they don't have loot boxes. They do. Well, actually, I, don't know, I, I can't say that for sure. They definitely have microtransactions, though. Right. It's all about boys, boys. It's all about, it's the, all about skins. the V bucks, baby. Oh, okay, all right, damn. The V bucks for the skins. That's where they fucking get you. If you want a therapeutic experience. Go onto YouTube and watch like two hour compilations of mothers beating their children for spending thousands of dollars on like V-Bucks. Like, oh, it's therapeutic. Huh. JP? Um, it's servers yes. will be shut down on November 15th. I'm scared of JP right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys can no longer log into the game. Um, for our Chinese audience that plays Fortnite. Sad news, but also there was going to be some repercussions from that new law in China, so... Yeah. Any thoughts, boys? I think this is really interesting, given that Tencent, the Chinese company, like purchased like a I think it was like 25 percent stake in Epic Games. You're kidding. So, yeah, like, I mean, obviously, Tencent isn't the Chinese government, but I'm surprised that the uh, Chinese government is superseding their large company's profit motive. Yeah, that is interesting. The the challenge in navigating this article is being able to speak objectively without getting too much in, like, the political realm of what's going on here. Maybe China's just like, fuck Fortnite, am I right? And I'm like, yeah! <laughs> uh, 
the, according to the article, uh, the battle royale genre is something that is heavily regulated in China. Oh, poop. Yeah, they're not they're not discriminating against Fortnite. <laughs> One can dream. I was just it was just kind of a hope. Just like maybe they just hate Fortnite. And I'm like, I understand. They saw like some kids flossing on YouTube and they were like, this has got to stop. <laughs> this has got to stop now. And I'm like, you're not wrong. <laughs> Zach, are your kids still talking about uh, Fortnite all the time all the in time. school? Is that still is that still the game? I mean, like, it's definitely like, you know, there's more. But yeah, Fortnite's still pretty big, I would say. Okay, have you ever had to legitimately tell a kid to stop Fortnite dancing in class? No, I don't think so. Okay, that, uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? Like, Tim, stop flossing! <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think that would be so unbelievably funny. Steven, if you default dance one more time, I'm going to lose my <laughs> shit. And they make the sound with their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If this game was out when we were kids, we'd be having a heyday. Oh, yeah. But I'm an adult now, so I hate it. <laughs> I'm jaded by the world. I'm fine with kids <laughs> having fun on Fortnite. It's whatever. I, I used to be angry with Fortnite, but at this point, I'm just like, just just have fun with whatever you're having fun with. But just don't be cringy in public, I guess, would be my big thing. Nah, be hella cringy in public, man. Live your life. I, I get, you know what? That's what your youth is for. You, you'll look back when you're in your 20s and be like, oh, God, why? Just at 3 a.m., you're just going to think about it. It's like, ah! <laughs> a Fortnite player and a Rick and Morty fan walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a joke for that yet, but it's a great setup. <laughs> uh, all right. Who wants to take the very last article for today? The second to the, last article. The second to last. <laughs> Motherfucker. Oh. I, I'm, I think I'm the only one that played both of these games that the article is referring to, so I could just take both of them if you guys want. I'll be ready to fact check you. Go for it, boss. No, I want to talk about League of Legends. I love... Everybody on this podcast knows how much I love League of Legends. I love League of Legends. <laughs> All right, fine. They belong to you, Chess. All right. So, first article coming to us from Collider.com. And uh, this is a fun name Marco Vito Odo. Thanks, Marco. That is a fun name. Marco Vito Odo. Um, Amazon's New World lost over 500,000 players in a single month. Amazon's breakout MMORPG New World lost over 500,000 players in a single month according to Steam charts of the game. After reaching a total of 913,000 simultaneous players near launch, the game has experienced a constant drop in this number with recent daily totals under 350,000. So explain to us why the hell this is happening. Okay, so there's the obvious thing where any MMO is going to experience a player drop off once you know players start hitting the end game. Right, Because, you know, MMOs aren't for everybody. And some people are just like, I just want to play through this, get to the end and then be done. You know, I'm not here to like do a gameplay loop. So that's a lot of it. But there's also the problem that the end game of New World sucks. Like the, the MMO like end game loop for New World is not fun. People get tired of it. Name a good MMO with a good M- end play loop. RuneScape. I mean, I think people would argue that uh, if, if you're a fan of World of Warcraft, that World of Warcraft has a good endgame loop because, I mean, 
there are still people playing it. I am sure there are some people that would say Destiny 2. Um, Final, uh, Final I mean, Fantasy those are 14. Idiots, but... um, it, I, I, I just sit here and I think MMOs in general need to grow and change because I feel like most people have been copying and pasting World of Warcraft and it just doesn't translate anymore. It only translates to people who've already done it. But I guess Final Fantasy 14, you're right, does have me beat. And Destiny 2 is also still around and slightly relevant. So honestly, it's yeah. more relevant than you'd think. Like you you would think that there's not a lot of people on it, but they do oh, be there. There's a shitload. And Skyrim's around not Skyrim. ESO. I mean, like, there's not like it's just I don't know. I, I'm just ready for a new MMO to be groundbreaking again, I guess, maybe. Guild Wars 3, baby. Hey, I can hope. Oh, my. I like how they don't charge you monthly. They're cool about that. Big fan of that. Thank you, ArenaNet. It's just really interesting to see because I think the Destiny 2 example is particularly super interesting, right? Because as gamers, most of us have acknowledged, including the people that love Destiny, how crazy shitty that game is sometimes. And yet the most dedicated fans of the game who usually also often admit that this game is fucking stupid are still there. So at the same time, like I really think peaches is hitting it where he's like, okay, you got to expect this drop off of players. Right. But even in games where the ending is like proven, like it's no good. Like destiny Two, the most dedicated fans are still going to keep coming back to it. Right. Well, yeah. Cause like the, the, the thing that MMOs like to do is for an end game loop, you slowly tick up this gear score, right? That's that's the primary thing. It's like, I need my gear score to be 300 instead of 299. So I'm going to spend a week grinding for gear that makes me go up one point. But mad crits, dude. Mad crits. That sounds awful. Yeah. <laughs> but mad crits, homie. Yeah, so I looked on MMOpopulation.com just to kind of get some hindsight on this stuff. And... Um, says it's the source of MO data, so it's got to be legit. Okay, guys, don't don't question it, all right? It's definitely not the first thing that came up on Google. New World has active players today of 1.63 million, so pretty good. For reference, Final Fantasy 14 has 2.3 million, and I think they just are about to drop a new expansion, so their numbers will definitely fluctuate. Um, RuneScape is almost at 2 million still. Holy shit. RuneScape, man, never sleeping. Path of Exiles at 1.5 million. World of Warcraft is at 1.1 million. Um, Destiny 2 is at 700. I'll round up 17k. And World of Warcraft Classic, I'm just kind of skipping a few, is at almost 500k. So I'm looking at the New World Steam charts, which is usually, I mean, I don't think New World came out for anything other than PC. New World in the last week hasn't gotten over 400,000 players. Yeah, so I'm wondering when this updates says total players are 17.15 million versus active players today. I'm curious how that works. But yeah, I'm sure the data for New World's like changing pretty frequently. So I would probably trust the Steam one because that one's got money attached to it. Um, Mm -hmm. Just some cool things. Good food for thought. Good food for thought. Very interesting. I like seeing World of Warcraft die. Kind of slowly. It's like your ex-boyfriend. You just want the worst for him. You just fucking want the worst. Oh, yeah, fuck that you guy. Just, I hate that guy. You just keep checking their Facebook to see how bad they're doing now. Right, right. <laughs> well, I mean, like, this wasn't a healthy relationship, clearly. So that's why. All right. Don't go out there and be spite on your your, your, your exes, okay, guys? I'm literally doing it as we speak. <laughs> fuck, 
Fuck you, Jill. <laughs> Fucking Jill. What does your hand have to do with anything? Oh. Okay, so besides what we've already listed here, Peaches, is there any more identifiable reasons, in your opinion, why the player base has dropped so much, or is it just what you've talked about? I mean, honestly, there's probably a lot of people that got bored of the grind to even get to the end game, and so that's probably a lot of it as well. I, I expect this number to drop down to about 100,000 and maybe stay there for a while until new content drops. Interesting. Well, luckily... We don't have to just talk about the scrubs right now, because next up, you're talking about one of the biggest games that's ever come out, right? So what's going on with League of Legends? All right. So uh, League of Legends eSports, more specifically, uh, still hasn't turned a profit. And that's okay, says Riot. And this is coming to us from the Washington Post and Teddy Amenabar. Yeah, what the heck? Teddy Amenabar. Amenabar. It just sounds like a, like you know, one of those ways like you can, you can try to prank phone call someone, and that's like you're getting them to say, "I'm in a bar." Also, as another side tangent, it's really weird when like places like the Washington Post talk gaming, because on top you just see like League of Legends right next to a little quote that says, "Democracy dies in darkness." <laughs> <laughs> just like. I follow a Twitter page called, you know, Pictures of the End, and I feel like this is it right here, just this snapshot. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Well, getting into the article, I'm just going to kind of take out the points that I need from this to kind of overall illustrate the point of the title. Is uh, So for more than a decade, Riot has staged Super Bowl caliber events with tens of thousands of fans packed inside stadiums and arenas across multiple continents. They've garnered global attention and acclaim, but there's one thing... Uh, League of Legends eSport has yet to attract. That is a profit. To uh, Needham, who is a person that works higher up in Riot, um, that is just fine because he is not concerned with turning a uh, profit from eSports in the League anytime soon. Riot started hosting tournaments 10 years ago as a marketing tool for League of Legends. Over the past three or four years, the company has been attempting to build eSports into its own dedicated business. However, Needham said the main focus is on ensuring the esports league's teams are profitable rather than lining Riot's coffers. Basically, what he's saying there is he is fine with the esport as a whole right now. So, like it, for League of Legends, there's a Korean league, there's uh, in uh, there's a Chinese league in Europe, there's the LEC, and in North America, it's the LCS. So they want to make sure that the teams that are getting involved in the eSport are making a profit so that way they stay rather than like Riot making a profit off of this. So Riot is losing money by giving money to those teams to make sure organizations stay in the league, if that makes sense. And that's not to bust them down at all, right? Because them saying, I absolutely want to make sure that the players are getting compensated properly, is very noble. And frankly, it's the precedent for what we want to see these game companies do for the people that support the game like this, right? So that's absolutely amazing. But that's also not to say that Riot is like losing out that much because I can't think of a game that's much more profitable than League of Legends. Oh, dude, League of Legends, even like they could take like probably three billion in losses, which they're not by the way, but they could take that and still be profitable from League of Legends. Exactly. So, but even then, that's that has not stopped companies in the past, gaming companies especially, from being like, yeah, we, we're we just not making enough money. 
So that's not at all to take a hit at right, because, because this is cool. This is amazing that they're doing this. So, Peaches, as a League of Legends player, how do you feel by them doing this? I mean, I, I've known they've been doing this for years. Like, the thing is, there is no way to make a profit, like, early on, like, when you're trying to make esports a widespread audience kind of viewing thing, right? It's it's hard because first you got to, you know, you got to attract people that aren't even playing it. And that's that's tough on its own. So you need advertising, you need big names, you need teams, you need all this stuff. You need like production budgets and all this. Mm-hmm. It's it is hard to make a profit when you are starting up like essentially a brand new sport for viewing. And especially because it's not like the NFL who's getting billions in advertising money, right? And like in mm. deals with networks that are giving them billions to be able to show the game. They are just starting off and like, you know, they get maybe four or five sponsors for an entire season of the eSport. Right. It takes it. It's going to take a lot of building up. Like the NFL didn't become the NFL in four years. Right. Like it, it took some time to become what it is. Right. Does this mean that the eSports e- genre is going to blow up like the NFL? I, I don't know. I think it'd be cool. But for the time being, I, I think they're going to be content with, you know, like having these big events have like hundreds of thousands of viewers on Twitch and also being able to pack stadiums when they need to. Understanding the direction that eSports are taking in general as like a gaming scholar, like very interesting to see. I remember like say what you will about SNL. I remember one skit that they did somewhat recently where like this reporter who usually like reports on the NBA, like basketball, had to go to an esports competition and had no You're idea talking about the chance the rapper skit. Yes, with chance the rapper. That was a fantastic skit. In fact, wasn't it League of Legends? So fucking fire. Yeah, it was. There's satire there, though, right? Because like this is growing. Esports is growing so significantly that like more traditional sports fans are really like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and I think it's hysterical. I think it's funny that there are people who try to criticize esports. It's like, you're just watching them play a game. It's like, yeah, that's what you do when you watch football. I would argue that there's more hand-eye coordination that goes into playing an esport than other traditional sports like NASCAR. Well, I'm not here for that. Esports players are just as big of athletes as NASCAR racers. JP want that heat, so he's going to need some Halo soap to squash that pain. That is one of my, yes, that is one of my personal hot takes. NASCAR drivers are not athletes. (laughs) Halo soap? We want to talk about soap? Um, I just wanted to quickly get in. So there's a a soap company called Dr. Squatch. That's uh, making a Halo soap. By the way, we've moved on from the League of Legends. Thanks, listeners, in case you didn't pick up on that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, there's uh, Dr. Squatch is making Halo soap. And uh, I just wanted to say it's pretty bold of Dr. Squatch to assume that Halo players use soap. I just spit out my water. (laughs) (laughs) I like their ending thing. Hold on, I gotta turn cash on. Go from a no soap noob to a no scope god. That's quoting from the Dr. Squatch Halo commercial. I fucking love them. I'm not buying it, but I again love their advertising plan. Will you will you say that one more time? No soap noob to a no scope god. That is the funniest thing anyone has ever said. 
I feel like that's like, you know, a 40 year old trying to be like, oh, man, is that what the kids are saying these days? Uh, How do you do, my fellow kids? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, That's funny. That's good stuff. (laughs) That's really funny. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. This is funny. I I snuck in this because for some reason you heathens don't want to talk about the greatness that is the Dark Soul franchise. Tell me more about who's hurt you and why it's Dark Souls. Um, Anyway, Elden Ring (laughs) came up with a 15 minute preview and I stopped watching after two minutes because like, I just want to fucking play this game. It pretty much just confirmed everything that they kind of talked about. It's an open world game, has dynamic weather. You got dragons, trolls, horseback beasts, and other nightmare abominations. The multiplayer, talk about cooperative, competitive in- invasion modes, but I still feel like it's probably going to be the same old Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe I haven't done enough research where like you just summon in a random AI to help you, but it's based off the player. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there'll be some more. They haven't, they're kind of still being a little sneaky, sneaky with it. And it ends in a giant boss fight. Uh, five classes got shown off, which was the warrior, the enchanted knight, the prophet, the champion, the bloody wolf. Um, bloody wolf sounds like the hardcore mode choice, but maybe I'm wrong. And I know we were talked about it, but TLDR, George R.R. R. Martin and director, uh, I'm just saying Mr. Mizaki, Miyazaki. Uh, they, yeah, they, they, uh, they're working on the fictional world. So, um, guys, it comes out in February. February's fucking bumping. But tell me why you guys are getting this game and what consoles so we can play together. Hmm? Hmm? You know what? For, for one sec, I am going to humor you. I certainly didn't with Godfall, but now I will because Elden Ring looks legitimately fire. Okay? You're telling me Dark Souls mechanics, an open world with a little bit of throw Sekiro, Shadows Died Twice. Shut up, Alexa. Throwing a little bit of Sekiro Shadows Dies twice in there. And you're telling me that the lore was written by George R.R. Martin, the man who wrote Game of Thrones. Are you fucking kidding me? Sign my big ass up. JP. I am so in. And also, fall damage appears to be non-existent. Can you jump? Uh, duh. (laughs) You can horse too. Take my money. This looks so unbelievably good. I'm on board with this with you, Zach. I'm not usually with these types of games, but this looks fire. I can't wait to give this a try. Um, To answer your second question, this is PC for sure. I need as much graphics fidelity (laughs) as as I can possibly get. So this, thank you. (laughs) So this is full on PC. I'm in. I'm in. And Chuz, tell me why you're in. You know what I think would be fun? If you stopped playing this game, and then Dark Souls emailed you with like an email of how many times you've died playing this game. <laughs> just goes, you a bitch, come back. <laughs> you have died 3,000 times playing Elden Ring and you still haven't beat the last boss. You haven't beat the second boss, you fucking piece of shit. Get over here. <laughs> oh, I would ugly cry if I got that email. <laughs> oh. That's funny. <laughs> Okay, the real question, though, is I want to be an enchanted knight. What do you guys want to be? Um, I'm going to guess a warrior gets a big axe, so warrior. Peaches, you already kind of look like a bloody wolf. Is that what you're going to He do? likes the hardcore mode. I guess I uh, I want to be just happy enough with myself that I don't play this game. Huh. <laughs> Jesus. That was passive aggressive enough. All right. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> 
everyone that plays Dark Souls is a self-hating motherfucker and you can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> it's human nature. He just... He's right, you know. <laughs> Besides, you already hate yourself. What are you waiting for? <laughs> Why would I want to add to it? First off, I love you. Oh, and if this turns into it, this needs to turn into a self-help group. I'm all about it because I love both of you so much. That's all this podcast is, is a self-help group. <laughs> we just use gaming as the lens. Oh, that's funny. No, Zach. All right. Screw peaches, though. I'm in with you, Zach. This looks like a lot of fun. Clarice, I'm having an old friend for dinner. It's my soul. Please stop. <laughs> All right. Can I do upcoming game releases? Yeah, I like how I see Peaches. I see you typing on this document <laughs> as we're doing this hype up game. No, Star Wars, angry face. <laughs> we'll talk about that in a second. Let's just start with the game releases. Uh, y'all mind if I take it? Take it. I wanted it. All right, Zach, it's all yours. Uh, this counts as your birthday, Christmas, and next birthday present, though. Damn. Well, I don't, I don't want any more than. <laughs> <laughs> On November 11th, we have the Grand Theft Auto Trilogy, the definitive edition. You skipped the 10th, you fucking idiot. Oh, I totally did. <laughs> it's on the other page. All right. On November 10th, we have Among Trees coming to PC. On November 11th, we have Grand Theft Auto, the Trilogy, the Definitive Edition, coming to PS5, Xbox Series, PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. The Switch, huh? I guess that makes sense. San Andreas graphics are pretty much high-end for the Switch. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. uh, Star Wars... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's fine. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic is coming to the Nintendo Switch. And the Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Special Edition is coming to PS5, Xbox Series. Finally! On November 12th, we have Shin Megami Tensai V coming to the Switch. And then on November 16th... I know, I know. And then on November 16th, we have Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1 coming to PS5, Xbox Series, Xbox One, PC. Surviving the Aftermath coming to PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. The Waylanders coming to PC. And the Wild at Heart coming to PS4. Now, I think for fairness, Zach, you get two minutes for Shin Megami Tensei and Peaches, you get two minutes for Star Wars. Okay, but JP, just think like Sensei. You don't say Sensei. You say Sensei. All right, anyway, with Shin Megami Tensei 5, you have a beautiful JRPG that's set to take around 60 hours. It's pushing the Switch to its limits and it looks gorgeous doing so. It's like Pokemon meets Demons. Um, and it will be a really good time. And so I hope you play it and, um, um, that's it. So I got a big old game. Video game. All right. So Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic. Oh, nope. Hold it's- on. I still have two minutes. Okay. So what do we call it again? A, f- a phallic, a phallic. You get a, a phallus? phallic on your demon, a phallus. You get a phallus on your team as a demon in a wheelchair. So, I mean, game of the year. All right. Now you can go. I'm done for real. Oof, that's a good one. All right. In the next corner, we've got Peaches with Star War. All right. So I know I don't know about you guys, but me personally, I do like a Star War. All right. I also like a Star War. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic pushes the switch to its limits graphically. All right. It is it's a game that released in 2000 <laughs> and we are taking the switch <laughs> to its peak. All right. 
This is one of the best RPGs Bioware ever made, and it's taken place in the Star Wars universe. And you guys already know, you can chase some space wizard tail. So I think I win. (laughs) I mean, that's just Bioware's thing, dog. I mean, the thing is, having at least one good game in their roster, or you could have five failures with as Shin Megami Tensei. I mean, guys, it's not a competition. That's not a thing there. Although that being said, let us know on Twitter who won the competition. That does not exist. (laughs) (laughs) I'll make a poll because I like polls. (laughs) And with that being said, I think we are done with today's episode. That was a bodacious day of some wonderful hot takes, fellas. How do you feel? I'm ready to fight. Yeah, me and Zach are going to throw hands after this. You want to go take a nap together? Oh, dudes, this could be, yes, a pay-per-view event. (laughs) <laughs> Zar and I are going to be rich so um that being said you going to play me in smash or what why do you want to lose bro I was thinking we could 1v1 in rocket league <sighs> alright rock paper scissors for to pick Bruh. I have a better idea since I'm the third party I get to pick whoever can complete octopath traveler <laughs> um <laughs> No? Alright, whoever's island I like more in Animal Crossing wins. Alright, you're gonna love this, JP. What I did was I made sure that all of the villagers that came to my <laughs> island were relegated to a corner of the beach so that I never had to see them. <laughs> That's something you would totally do! <laughs> um, my island is modeled after Super Mario because that was the last event that I played. So... Oh god, those are both good. I... <laughs> Those are both really good. I'll get back to you in the next episode. So until then, (laughs) thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your Game Tea. Bye. Later. If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your Game Tea fixed, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.